0: Welcome to Kentucky Horsepower, the official podcast of the Kentucky Automobile Dealers Association. Hi, hello, and welcome, everyone. This is Jason Wilson with the KADA, and you are here for another edition of the official podcast of KADA, Kentucky Horsepower. Uh, And joining me today is my friend, Jamie Hastie. Uh, Jamie is with Sesco Company. Now, that is a new partnership that we have, uh, KADA has, that should be of great benefit to uh, our dealer community as a whole. So, Jamie, thanks for joining me. Good to see you again. Yeah,
1: uh, thanks for having me. Albeit virtually. Yes, yes. It's been too long, but I'm so excited to be with you today and I appreciate your time and having me. We're really excited about this new member benefit that Cesco has with the KADA and all of their valued um, dealer members here. So, let me tell you a little bit about what Cesco does. I know you're yep. familiar, but- yep. Let's
0: jump right of, into it.
1: Yeah, some of your members may not be. So Cesco Management Consultant has been in business since 1945. We're actually the oldest human resources company in the nation. Um, we were actually founded by a former wage and hour investigator, Mr. Joe Lawson. He worked out of Bluefield, West Virginia. He was working for the Department of Labor when that Fair Labor Standards Act, minimum wage, overtime, all this stuff came into play. And he was talking to one of his judge friends one day, and the judge said to him, hey, Joe, you know, nobody's really out there helping these employers get into compliance with all of these regulations. And, you know, minimum wage hit first, and then it was Title Seven, and all of these things, so light bulb went off. So Joe started Sesco Management Consultants out of Bluefield, West Virginia, back in 1945. Okay. We are a third-generation-owned family firm. Not my family, but I consider them family at this point. Right. Um, corporate office is out of Bristol, Tennessee. I run the Southeast Division out of Richmond, Virginia, and we've got some scattered consultants in Nashville and in South Carolina. We got we got people everywhere. Sure. So um what I love about this partnership, Jason, is that Cesco has a very, very rich history in working with automotive dealerships. Yep. Um, and we work with many state assistants, Virginia auto dealers. Um, we've had more of an informal relationship over the years with Kentucky off and on. Um, North Carolina, there's, there's quite a few states that we work with. Um, And I love the dealers. They're so fun. Um, But they also come with their own unique challenges as well with regard to pay plans and um, commissions and performance issues that arise. Um, And, you know, because you're shaking your head, you know what what you hear from your members. So um, we deal with automotive dealerships day in and day out. And, And particularly for me. I have a large bulk of my clients as automotive dealers as well. Yeah. So um, at Cisco kind of our, our senior core team, um, there's, there's a lot of consultants, but the three that you probably hear the most would be Mr. Bill Ford, who's our president and CEO. Mm-hmm. Then you have Mr. Joel Collum, who is our senior vice president, and then myself as vice president. Um, and I think some of those names may be familiar to members. Yeah. Um, And that's wonderful. We love that. So um, what we have done is we have partnered with the KADA to give members some access to SESCO free of charge. And we feel like that's a really huge benefit because then you're not paying um, another consulting firm or you're not paying, you know, your employment attorney $600 an hour every time you need to run a hypothetical Right. Uh, protect the innocent type of uh, situation by somebody uh, just to make sure that we're in the, we're on the up and up, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the nice benefits about our new partnership is they get unlimited telephone and email access to Cisco for HR-related questions. Mm-hmm. That could be anything from performance management, enforcement of uh, employee handbook policies, right? Um, Gosh, what happens when that technician crashes that car on the lot or when they're test driving? Can right. I dock them that deductible from the insurance? Well, no, you can't without sign written authorization. Mm-hmm. So anything that deals in the HR realm, they have the ability to pick up the phone, shoot anybody at Cisco and email, and they're gonna get a response generally no more than 24 hours. Okay. yeah
0: it's look obviously we've known each other for a number of years now and have had that relationship um i know there's been times i've called you myself with questions regarding things uh organizationally speaking any anything from hey a a handbook employee handbook review to a situation where again performance management or knowing that you need to make a move but knowing also there's pitfalls that potentially if you don't do it properly. And one of the things um, that the executive committee for KDA has has tasked me with and was important early on was to put together resources and partnerships that truly benefit the dealer. Uh, The the words that that ring in my head as I think about my early meetings with our executive committee was uh, the desire that a dealer should just naturally come to KADA for as their first stop for anything they need. And an area that we weren't really well equipped to deal with was this one, which uh, this partnership allows. And this is, I think, uh, one of the top benefits of being a KADA member, as far as just things that can help you directly to your point. You can make those phone calls, you can send an email, you have this what if question, um, you think you know, but you're not sure. And it makes it so much easier when you have that uh, contact information, and we'll of course be sharing that with this with this podcast. Um, so again, we're really excited about it as well. Uh, and to echo your uh, your statement earlier, um, you all know dealers; you work with dealers throughout the country. You're well versed on uh, the situations that that they run across. Um, so that sort of lends me to sort of leads me to sort of the question um, regarding the HR world right now, and you know this as we've, you know, gone through COVID and all those various challenges and continue to go through it in some form and iteration. What are the big issues right now? What are the big challenges that that you're seeing or hearing about? um, Anything new or different that our dealers may not be aware of?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I I think the important part is whether you are a smaller dealer mm-hmm. under 50 employees, or you have six or seven different sites with 500 employees, Right, Sesco can still be an incredible uh, resource for you. We, we work um, we work with dealerships that have 10, 12, 15, 25 different locations in various states. So, and some of your members may be in, in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the toughest thing about being in HR is that you can have experience and knowledge, but when the wind blows, that regulation could change like that. Um, and so even, even well-seasoned HR individuals may not always be specifically versed in Wage an hour, or uh, workers' comp, or FMLA, or know that FMLA and ADA interplay, and you can have somebody on FMLA, short-term disability, workers' comp, and ADA all at the same time. <laughs> and how do you document that? Right. Um, or they may not have the resources, the forms, the letters. So I, I think right now HR is a unique place for for a number of reasons. Um, we know that we've been in this very unique labor market for the last, I would say, two years, Mm -hmm. and even prior to COVID. And dealerships were struggling with the technicians, right? Sure, sure. That's nationwide shortage. You're competing with the one down the road or an independent service shop. And, you know, flat rate, we're seeing flat rates um, increase to 50, 60, $70 a turned hour now that, that the employee is being paid. Right. Um, or you're seeing employees come in in this weird market and asking for absurd amount of money and they want the sun, the moon and the stars and all of this. So I would say one thing that is really going on right now is obviously the, the labor market. Right. You, we've heard the term, the great resignation. We Now the new term is what we call quiet quitting. Have you heard that? Right.
0: Yet? Yes. I, I read that just the <laughs> other day. And uh, yeah, it's. Explain that a little bit because it's very so,
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So quiet quitting is the employees that are still there with you um, that are literally doing the bare minimum to get by. And why is that happening? Because they're burnout. Mm-hmm. Whether we have, you know, taken a accounting office from five people down to three because people resigned during COVID or we just never backfilled, inflation, margins are getting tight. These people are overworked and feeling like, Either A, my compensation is not reflective upon the the amount of work that I'm doing. They're burnout. They don't feel like they have a work-life balance. Um, they don't feel appreciated. That's a huge thing right now. Yeah. Um, and so all of those little factors kind of play into this quiet quitting, as we call it, where they're kind of they're just doing what they need to do to get by, and they're not going to do anything else until they feel like they're being invested in and appreciated by right. their leadership team. Right. Um, so that's what employers need to be watching for now. It's kind of those people that are just skirting by. Right. Um, obviously, we still need to worry about retention and not having a mass exodus. Um, sure. So that's a big thing. Um, I would say on a federal basis, um, not a whole lot going on in the HR world. I know you all have a ton going on in, in other industry specifics yeah. with electric and bills and tax credits and all of that. But for right now, it's quiet, right. but we know we're coming up on midterm elections. Right. That tends to stir the pot a little bit when we're talking about um, federal employment changes. Um, As we know, minimum wage, federal minimum wage, they've been pushing for 15. Um, States have the ability to set their own minimum wage. Uh, So we may see a little, uh, a few things come out from Department of Labor. I do know that the Department of Labor is looking to change some of the salary thresholds for the the exemptions. And if you remember, um, we went back through that in 2016 right? Um, they took the salary threshold. Now, the beautiful thing for auto dealers is that you guys have partial exemptions. So, but what we don't want to have happen on a state level is that the state assembly or legislature changes the ability to apply those federal partial exemptions from overtime. So, um, that's kind of going on statewide, Not, not too much just yet, but again, We tend to see more increase um, in changes that are going on from a regulation standpoint once midterms occur and we get into legislative session. Um, So quiet quitting, regulatory updates. I think it's really, really important to um, look at from a retention standpoint, wages and benefits. Yeah. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, you guys have a partnership with Integrum Advisors, is that correct?
0: Yes, so we work closely with uh, Integrum and they, uh, so they uh, are, and I know you do as well. So they cover our health and voluntary benefits program, which is uh, uh, another fairly new program that that we've launched and uh, are pretty excited about.
1: Yeah, so not to get too far off on topic, but this is a great opportunity to utilize another member benefit or partnership. Right. And speaking with um, Integrum and uh, challenging your benefits. Right. Um, you know, I was listening to a podcast not too long ago, and it was talking about how some employers in some markets—now, this is not a blanket statement. Sure. They don't even care about the four hundred and one k anymore because this younger generation started investing at 18. And they're already millionaires at this point because they're doing, you know, index. So it's interesting. So what I would say is challenge the status quo. Don't get me wrong. Medical, your traditional benefits are incredibly important, but what extra value, and it may not be dollars, what extra value can you bring? One of my dealers in a different state actually reached out to me and they said, are any of your other dealership clients allowing work from home for their Mm -hmm. administrative team? Mm -hmm. And I said, not a single one. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Not a single dealer that I work with allows for telework or Mm -hmm. work from home. Right. And he was like, yeah, but how are we competing with all of these other companies for administrative type individuals? You're counting your title clerks, all of that. Mm -hmm. when they can tell it but we can't right well you need to challenge that but that also comes with conversations about IT and accessibility and safeguarding and all of these things so you've got to look at where can we reinvent the wheel so to speak that's going to meet our operational needs but also bring a competitive advantage to you as a dealership those sorts of things will help you both recruit, but also retain, because that, that labor market is shifting um, yeah. for better work-life balance, higher wages, better benefits.
0: More flexibility yeah. is a key, and, and, and we're seeing that evolution, for sure. Yeah. More and more companies are you know getting away from the brick-and-mortar office scenario and the cubes and whatnot, and they're, telework is a thing. I mean, it got... It, you know, we had to jump into it w- with COVID.
1: Yeah, we didn't and, have a choice with COVID, right. right?
0: And then many of these companies realized, huh, mm-hmm. we, we can do this. Um, it works. It can it, work. it works. And you can monitor. And ultimately, it's not, you know, I think what you're speaking to as it relates to value-added and whatnot, it, it comes down to culture, right? It comes down yeah. to what is the culture of your organization? Is it a culture that is welcoming where you don't have these, um, the quiet quitters and you don't have those just, mailing it in, so to speak, doing what they have to do and nothing more, or are they engaged and want to be a part of the growth and excitement of what's going on within? Um, th- that's what I see when I talk to dealers out there.
1: Absolutely. And I think culture is so important and that's not a new topic. We talk about that every year, right? Yeah. Um, but especially in the dealer, sh- dealer world, it is. it can be brutal at times, Right. Mm-hmm just the pace, the volume. Um, and so I think this is a nice reminder for those who are listening in that having the right leaders in place can make or break your dealership. Right. And making sure that they have the tools and the resources and the knowledge and experience in, um, yes, the term performance management is accurate, but All of that plays into relationship with your employees. Right. Your culture is 100% defined by how leadership treats its employees. Right. And that involves communications, interactions, um, coaching, Mm -hmm. write-ups, all of these things that play into the HR function that... And Jason, you know this. Sometimes it's the path of least resistance, and we turn right. a blind eye right. to, you know, some struggles that we're, we're having within service or parts or sales. Right. Um. And that can create cultural issues as well as legal liability if we're not managing it all well. Right. Um, right. So culture is. huge huge. And, and that's what is also part of this labor market, this quiet quitting, the great resignation is, look, if it's a toxic environment, it's a no-go.
0: Right. There's other options. Yes. There's other options, especially now.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, So culture is really important. Um, and culture is also built off of good policies and procedures. Right. So, you know, everybody should have an employee handbook. Everybody should have that handbook reviewed at least annually by an employment attorney or Cisco because guess what they have member access for that for a, I And know. in
0: fact you all are reviewing KDA's employee we handbook We sure did right? didn't we And and we're going to update it and make some uh, appropriate changes there but that is a great service and something that again in our day-to-day so busy uh, activities you don't necessarily think about it. it's oh we have a handbook well how old is it? Uh, well, where did change. you get it from? Who did right. you
1: borrow it from? Are they even right. in the state of Kentucky?
0: <laughs> right. And, and and you you point out some things just in a cursory overview with ours that we had to change just based on changes with with laws. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, that that is obviously a great service. But most importantly, what I wanted to do today, and Jamie, again, thank you for for spending some time with us today, is let our benefits know you have this. Uh, great benefit available to you. So when you have these questions that come up, there is some uncertainty as a KDA member, th- this is just one of the other benefits that you have uh, for being a member. And uh, so we appreciate this partnership, look forward to working with you uh, down the road. And I'm sure at some point we'll do some sort of a webinar, things yeah. that, that we've done together in the past. We'll we'll share some of those with our uh, dealers here in Kentucky as well. So thank you so much uh, for being with us folks, you have any questions, let us know. We're going to have the contact information uh, on this email that the uh, podcast was sent out uh, with. But uh, until next time, we'll see you uh, down the road on Kentucky Horsepower. Thanks for joining.